नमस्ते एवरीवन वेलकम टू द पॉडकास्ट दिस इज कुशल मेहराज सो जस्ट लेट मी चेक इफ द ऑडियो इज इन ऑर्डर यप एवरीथिंग सीम्स गुड ऑडियो सीम्स टू बी इन ऑर्डर सो आई डोंट नीड द हेडफोन्स as you see i i'm a one man army i have to do everything myself i don't have somebody helping me so everything has to be done by me so today's uh, podcast is going to be a monologue um so before we start the monologue uh, let us get uh, uh, on with uh, the promotion uh, which is uh, uh, absolutely necessary for the podcast so first of all thank you very much for tuning in to those who have tuned in live and uh, to those who are going to be watching it later i appreciate your support so if you are uh, new to the charvak podcast and this is the first video of the charvak podcast that you are watching as of now well this podcast runs primarily on you the viewers and especially the members of the podcast so if you can please do think of supporting the charvak podcast by joining the membership program the membership program is available on youtube which is this you're watching it right now it is also available on fanmo on also on patreon there are two tiers there is a seekers tier and there is a speak with me tier seekers tier has content for nine books many scientific papers and right now we are discussing the rigveda speak with me is everything of the seekers tier plus the valmiki ramayana in totality and the manusmriti also you get to chat with me once a month in the form of an ama why the membership program is very important is that i want to create a platform where i don't rely on ad reads or other kinds of videos where i have to speak for someone so if you can do join the membership program you can also send your donations to kushal mehra at icici through upi you can also buy the charvak podcast merchandise at uh, kushalmehra.com/shop and we can do any kinds of things and if you can't do any of these monetary things the least you can do is like this video subscribe to the channel on youtube if you're on facebook like it on facebook if you're on twitter like follow me on twitter comments mein galiyan de do and if you're an audio listener on spotify you can leave a rating there on itunes also you can leave a review if you're on google podcast i'm sure there are rating mechanisms on audible or whatever wherever you are okay now we're done with the promotion let's talk about today's monologue so today's monologue is titled hindutva free riders now uh for everybody who is watching this live right now your questions will be taken at the latter half of the monologue uh questions may priority obviously will be given to people who ask the super chats and the fanmo questions it doesn't mean that i may i may not take other questions obviously i could if i feel like it i'll scan through the live stream on youtube and if i find something interesting i will but if you want your questions to be answered for sure you have to use the super chat and fanmo option if i don't find anything in the live stream interesting i'll just scroll through it and shut shop after i'm done speaking so if you want your questions to be answered for sure use the super chat or fanmo option now let's first explain why i decided to do this particular monologue now this thought has been brewing in my mind for a long time in fact i've even sporadically mentioned it in um, in my own podcast uh once in a discussion with harsh and abhijit where i did talk about uh, this term hindutva free rider when we were having a discussion harsh and i were primarily having a discussion on uh, temple freedom at that time i had introduced this term then i was recently on uh, vinamra kasana's uh, dost cast and 
एंड विनम्र एंड आई वी बेसिकली वी मेट इन द मैंगलोर लिट फेस्ट एंड जब कॉफी पे बात कर रहे थे तो विनम्र को मैंने ये हिंदुत्व फ्री राइडर का कॉन्सेप्ट बोला था एंड विनम्र ने पॉडकास्ट ही उससे चालू कर दी सो आई हैड काइंड ऑफ मैंशन इट देर टू टू विनम्र सो दोज वो द टू प्लेसेज वेर आई डिड टॉक अबाउट हिंदुत्व फ्री राइडर्स बट अदर देन दैट आई आई स्टिल फेल्ड दैट ओके आई मे बी आई नीड टू एक्सप्लेन दिस far better uh, and far more detail me and and i was like how do i do that then i was like you know what screw it i'm just going to freaking do a monologue and uh, it it is much easier that that way so first uh, i had read this definition out in vinamra's podcast also but uh, you know maybe everybody is not watched it so first i'll start by defining what i call a hindutva free rider because i am a stickler for definitions so i'm giving you a definition i had written it so a person who has nothing to do with the core principles of hindutva this person is just a run of the mill bigot who sees hindutva as the sine qua non of indian political discourse and jumps ship and free rides on it but deep down inside this person disagrees with the core principles of hindutva which demand the dilution of caste and creed based ethnicities and a standard indian identity so this person tries to ride the hindutva wave and then adds the poison pill of bigotry towards different sects in india so this definition now will need further breakdown because um we'll have to explain what bigotry is we'll have to explain what what i have understood as the core principles of hindutva after reading hindutva uh, writers and thinkers over a period of time so i will obviously what hindutva is and what a free rider is so there are many things um, that were there but then why did i wait for so long to talk about it now that is where i start i could have spoken about this 4 years ago 5 years ago but i waited because i wanted to study a 10 year journey now why did i wait well simple every moment movement and hindutva is a movement right every movement reaches a very critical mass level and i think hindutva as a movement today is at a very interesting juncture where i may not say that it is essentially the absolute cultural orthodoxy of of this country but it is very much now a part of the normal discourse of this country it is hindutva is very much mainstream uh when i say mainstream i mean that you don't have to shy away by calling yourself a hindutva person listen before 2014 i don't know how many of you uh, remember uh, are are born uh, i don't know how old you guys are in the live stream so i can't really gauge but when i was growing up i'm born on 18th january 1981 while i was growing up hindutva was a slur it was a bad word inside india forget outside india it's still a slur outside india but inside india it, let's say if you would go to school you would go to college right and you would use again i'm talking about urban india i want to give certain caveats and I, and today the ideas battle like it or not is not rural to urban it is urban to rural you may not like that reality but that is a reality you may not like certain things about how the cookie crumbles but it does crumble that way and for us growing up at that time being an open hindutvite like i have always been a very clear and open bjp voter since day 
not maybe i could take the brick bats but not everybody can and i'm not judging those people so at that time for people to be openly hindutva was impossible and then comes a moment now even though atal bihari vajpayee's government had become a reality even after that we had two back to back congress led coalitions of the upa under uh, prime minister manmohan singh and that or if you are going to be very practical under sonia gandhi because manmohan singh ji barely had any power unfortunately so if we are looking at that point of time i would not have said that when prime minister modi won in 2014 i could have come up and said now we'll have in the free riders no because we did not know if we're going to have a second term and i could not have done this even when the second term started is because i don't know how the second term is going to go and how the societal fabric is going to change but look at the changes from the first modi term to the second modi term a slew of movies have come out in the second modi term not in the first modi term kashmir files is just one of them look at the slew of movies that have come out now you have the latest one uh, i think on uh, i don't watch cinema but somebody had asked a question yesterday on the sham sharma show and then i looked up the trailer which which is more than enough for me but there's now a movie on article 370 there was that kerala movie there was bahatter hure there were many other movies that are already coming up now all of this is happening is because somewhere in the mind of people hindutva is normalizing now hindutva as an idea as an ideological framework is part of indian society so when something becomes part of indian society it means it is even if it is not the orthodoxy in terms of the ideas battle it still is very much there in your face i remember in india when being a bjp voter was a thing that you could be worried about if you went on online forums today you don't have to in fact today i think sometimes on whatsapp groups if you are a congress voter you are kind of a minority it is it is like how far things have come around kind of a scenario but this is the time where i think it's very important because we are right at a cusp we are a very we are a, at a very unique moment where we have to be very careful about what a movement stands for we are on the verge of lok sabha 2024 if you ask me in my opinion um, i think there will be a third modi term i would be shocked if it is not there because from whatever i have started looking at the numbers and everything and through my uh, talks with uh, political grassroots workers cutting across india i think there is a direction it doesn't mean you should not go out and vote don't be complacent go out and vote and vote uh, in my opinion for the bjp but having said that right now when a movement has 10 years of political power and 10 years of political power with absolute majority in a parliament it has certain trickle down effects and that is when you have to be careful about defining what your movement stands for and that is when all these you know um things start to creep up where in terms of political and social acceptance this is kind of now the orthodoxy space i'm not saying it is the absolute orthodoxy before someone comes back but we're entering that zone where like our one foot is in the door where basically we're the cultural orthodoxy that means the baseline is what we believe to be true and the others are challenging us then till now in india what the left believe was the baseline and we would challenge the left 
Now things are changing and I think Hindutva people also need to get used to this idea that a lot of people just think certain things are the norm now. So now that that is coming, we will have this unique problem which I like to talk about, which I call Hindutva free riders. But then we need to define what Hindutva is and what free rider is. I think that's only fair. So what is Hindutva? The base level word for Hindutva is Hinduness. That's what they call it. Hindutva is Hinduness. If you ask me, um, I think Savarkar was right when he said Hindutva and Hindu at a religious level are very different things. I think for Savarkar, Hindutva was political Hinduism. It was more than just a, a, a ritualistic a religious form. I think I agree with Savarkar there. But uh, the best place where I think the origins of Hindutva are explained are in a recent book uh, by Hindol Sen Gupta. I think Hindol has done a fantastic job about the origins of Hindutva. And I think I, I want to share that uh, bit. Uh, and this is Hind Hindol Sen Gupta's book, Soul and Sword. I mean, I am quoting from, I think, page 10 or 11. This is very early on in the book. where, And I'm going to read a whole page so that you guys get an idea about what so it's like a historical look at Hindutva from origin perspective. So I'm going to read that. Anand Mutt came the same year. I think this, uh, this is 18, uh, I think 1882 or something uh, is the year. The undisputed king of Bengali literature, even in his lifetime, a product of oppressing colonialism and decaying decadent and bitterly exploitative Muslim rule, through the puppet Nawab started to delve deeper into questions of identity and faith, such as, quote, what constitutes authentic Hinduism? What possibilities exist within Hinduism of the past and in the re-authenticated Hinduism of the future for nation building? What precisely was the culpability of the Muslim in Indian history? And how and why had Hindu power capitulated to it? The result of this exploration was the treatise Dharma Tattva. It is against this fertile backdrop that the word Hindutva gained greater exposure in Bengal in 1891-92 to the writings of a man who was quintessentially a product of the Renaissance. Chandranath Basu was in the mold of Bankim and Vivekananda. He, too, was a product of Presidency College. He, too, had studied at a missionary-founded institution, Hedor School, before coming to Presidency. Not only was he a promising student, quite like Vivekananda and Bankim, but he even did a stint as a deputy magistrate like Bankim. Chattopadhyay's journey as a man of letters also followed Bankim's pathway. He first started writing in English and then entirely abandoned that language to return to Bengali. All his major works, as in the case of Bankim, are in Bengali. It was Chandranath Basu who popularized the word Hindutva through his 1892 publication Hindutva, Hindur Prakrita Itihas, Hindutva, the real history of the Hindus, which has become synonymous with political Hinduism, even though many others use ideas from political Hinduism, they may not use the word Hindutva to describe their ideology. In a volatile society, Chandranath Basu had hit a nerve. Basu was conservative-minded and sought to understand and explain Hindu customs and culture beyond colonial critique. Amiya Sen has argued that Basu's importance lies in the fact that and I'm going to read this last quote and then end. At a time when the Western educated Hindu intelligentsia was actively engaged in evaluating their own tradition, 
in the light of reason and utility heuristic devices that had been repeatedly asked to imbibe and integrate with the emerging modern self. Questioning positivist prescriptions for change did certainly amount to swimming against the tide. Such courage or conviction, as I argue in this paper, originated not in a blind rejection of the quote modern per se, but in a deeper self-reflection that had been possible in the first flush of intellectual excitement of the early 19th century. The substance of Chandranath Basu's writings overturned the idea suggested earlier in time that the modern Hindu's hopes lay in suitably imitating the ways of the English. On the contrary, he argued that beautiful change began with the self itself and not with the social or political environment in which it was historically located. So this, I think, is the chapter titled The Age of Fires. This is Age of Fire from the book Soul and Sword by Hindol Sen Gupta. Highly recommend you to go and buy the book uh, Soul and Sword. Uh, you can also check out my podcast with Hindol on the book. It is there on the podcast page. You can go and check it out. This is page 11, 12, and 13. I read it. The, I wanted to read significant excerpts from that so that you guys get an idea. Now, we know what kind of Hindutva is early journey is and uh, we know where hindutva stems from in that sense now let's talk about the free rider bit so what is a free rider so we're going to stick to a definition and this i can put it up on the screen for all of you so that you know the source too this is the apa dictionary of psychology a freerider is an individual who contributes little or nothing to a joint endeavor, but nonetheless garners the same benefits as others who contribute their fair share. The resentment caused by freeriders can hamper the efficiency of a group working on a collective task, the freerider effect. So basically, long story short, a freerider is a person who sees something building up in society. Uh, who sees a wave towards a certain direction and finds opportunity in that direction and kind of jumps ship in sometimes from place A to place B, which uh, lo and behold, we see all the time with politicians in India. When Congress was the sine qua non, everybody wanted to be in the Congress. Today, the BJP is the sine qua non. Suddenly, you have everybody wanting to join the BJP, right? Uh, don't you think those politicians who jump from X to Y or Y to A, aren't they free riders? Don't you think they are free riders? Would I mean, I would want to know your thoughts. The, the, the greatest free rider in the history of Indian politics in the last two decades is Arvind Kejriwal, if you ask me. Just think about it. Baba Ramdev starts something, then Anna Hazare makes it even bigger. Kejriwal free rides on that entire movement, jumps out of it, forms a political party. Right, it's classical free riding. The most consistent free rider in Indian politics is who? Nitish Kumarji. Right? I mean, what in in X number of victories, he's a nine-time CM. He has free riding. He has free rided the shit out of everyone. <laughs> That's all I can say. Nitish Kumarji is not a Hindutva free rider. He is just a by default free rider. He just says, "I'm gonna free ride no matter what is the case, no matter what is the case." Now, uh, at a very technical scientific level, uh, the free rider problem, and I think this blog uh, explains it beautifully, and I'll share that for you guys also. This is just a bit of scientific thing, but it, it I think it will um, help you 
just sharing it it has nothing to do with the podcast per se at a social level so this was a very good explanation in my view so define a selection free rider as a phenotypic trait that was not selected not selected for in some particular instance and is correlated with a trait that was selected for further the free rider could have been selected for making the correlated trait the free rider either actually in some other species or population or by some possible biological scenario for instance the brownness of fur might be a free rider in one species because it is correlated with the fur having the insulating properties that it does which is what it was actually selected for but in another species or maybe even in another population of the same species it is the insulating properties that free ride because the brownness is selected for because it provides camouflage or whatever if we think of selection as a mechanism or force which is not uncommon in evolutionary biology we might say that if selection does not act on a trait t1 but it does act on correlated trait t2 then t1 is a free rider if selection had acted on t1 then t2 would be the free rider like i said in our case free riding is not in that sense which is why i read the american psychology uh, department's uh, american association of psychology definition for you but i just wanted you to understand what free riding is in an evolutionary biology perspective too because that's where the concept literally comes from it is more like an exaptation or uh, of sorts which is where it comes from now that we are over the definitions right the next most important thing is now let's get into the core principles of hindutva because remember when i had given you a definition is that this person who is a free rider of hindutva actually does not believe in the core principles of hindutva this person is just seeing that the tide is entirely going in this way and let me just you know jisko bolte hindi mein hum kehte hai na behti ganga mein haath dho dena like milk the cow because the cow is milking anyways so that's the thing so what are the core principles of hindutva and what is hindutva what hindutva in its core sense is a reformist movement there is no and reform is not a pejorative before somebody says uh, oh reform is a pejorative thing no it is not reform is a very good thing reform uh, in my view is the process of bringing out tangible and objectively measurable positive change in society i am a moral objectivist i believe certain ideas are better than other ideas for example the idea of nikah halala or the idea of thinking that because somebody is born in a certain caste they are bad or inferior or a race are objectively bad ideas when compared to the idea that you know if it doesn't matter what caste you are what race you are we are all equal so this idea is objectively better than another idea and there was a time in humanity where a lot of human beings including today albeit in lower number believed in those bad ideas so reform would be a bunch of people with better ideas coming together and telling these people with bad ideas that listen your ideas suck they are objectively bad because when we propose our ideas it leads to more human flourishing more equality which is why reform by itself i repeat is a process of bringing about tangible and objectively measurable positive change in society and wanting reform in society 
does not make you a protestant i repeat wanting reform in society does not make you a protestant sir which is the straw man that is created by some apologists of caste in india no it is not protestantism because the bhakti saints they were challenging societal norms at least 300 to 400 years before even the pre-modern era started in the west which is the 1400s i have a detailed monologue on this little issue called hindutva is hindu modernity where i actually explain modernity how it happened in the west and what is happening in india indian modernity or the process of indian modernity in my view started way before the process of modernity actually started in the west and indian modernity through the bhakti movement early modernity was a very robust response to indian problems so i would highly recommend if you can do go and check out my my uh, monologue on hindutva uh, is hindu modernity i'll put it up on the screen for uh, Uh, you guys in case you want i think i've tried my best to explain uh, the process of hindutva and this is the one hindutva is hindu modernity i had done this like a couple of years ago yeah two years ago go and check this out listen to it yeah audio listeners i don't think so this is in your audio platform so you also might have to come on youtube and hear this and i apologize for that but too bad so sad mai kuch nahi kar sakta uske bare mein so it is what it is now this was very important to clarify and people who have made this claim about uh, you know hindutva being a reformist project and secularism itself being a reformist project they're wrong because even at an academic level secularism actually was a response to christianity not a solution to christianity and in fact secularism and they have traced the history i have completely blacked out on uh, uh the name of uh, yeah I, i think it was radical platonism yes the name of the book uh and i would recommend you guys um the book is radical platonism in byzantium illumination and utopia and gemistos platon by niketas sinos uh, sinosoglou i bhai mere ko uska naam maam nahi malum itna acche se but i would highly recommend you guys go and read this book because it completely completely punctures the claim that uh, reform is a christian construct and reform reform in the christian world was very much a pagan intervention which was later on kind of taken over by the christians later on that's what it was please read this book uh, uh, radical platonism in byzantium go and read this book it is not available so easily if you try to buy it it's very expensive i mujhe bolna nahi chahiye tumko malum hai rasta kya hai uska pdf wala jaake dhoond lena pdf aur padhna bahut boring book hai pehle se advance mein warning de raha hu it is a very boring book fir bolna nahi kya bhaiya aisi ghatiya ghatiya book padhne ko bolte ho dekho ek taraf se main claim karta hu dusri taraf se tum bolte ho book batao book batai padhne ki capacity nahi hai to it's a you problem not a me problem बुक बता दी है सोर्स दे दिया इट्स अ वेरी नर्डी हिस्टोरिकल बुक जाके पढ़ लेना नाउ दैट आई हैव सेड इट अब आगे बढ़ते हैं ठीक है नाउ व्हाट आर द कोर प्रिंसिपल्स ऑफ हिंदुत्व सच राइट 
बहुत जरूरी है ना वन ऑफ द मोस्ट प्रोमिनेंट स्पीकर और प्रोपोनेंट ऑफ हिंदुत्व द मैन हु मेड दिस टर्म द मोस्ट प्रोमिनेंट वॉज विनायक दामोदर सावरकर नाउ यू कैनॉट से दैट हिंदुत्व के कोर प्रिंसिपल्स आर एनीथिंग आउटसाइड ऑफ वट सावरकर क्लेम्स नाउ दिस इज ऑन सावरकर डॉट ओ आर जी एंड वन ऑफ द बिगेस्ट क्लेम्स दैट हैज बीन मेड एज वन ऑफ द कोर प्रिंसिपल्स ऑफ हिंदुत्व इज this which is the seven shackles of hindu society i'm directly reading from savarkar.org you can just google seven shackles savarkar seven shackles of hindu society savarkar and it will pop up sabse upar so i'm reading it quote according to savarkar the hindu society was bound by seven bound by seven shackles bandi that were prohibition of touch sparsh bandi of certain castes prohibition of interdining roti bandi with certain castes prohibition of intercaste marriages beti bandi prohibition of pursuing certain occupations vyavsay bandi prohibition of seafaring sindhu bandi ya samudra bandi jo bhi aapko bulana hai prohibition of rites sanctioned by the vedas vedokta bandi that means certain varnas are not allowed to study the vedas which is the shudra varna according to them those castes prohibition of reconversion shuddhi bandi या आप रिकन्वर्ट नहीं करना चाहते थे दीज आर रियल प्रॉब्लम्स दैट सावरकर सॉ इन हिंदू सोसाइटी गिवन बिलो इज एन इंग्लिश ट्रांसलेशन ऑफ सावरकर प्रोहिबिशन ऑफ रिकन्वर्जन शुद्धि बंदी हैज बीन डेल्ट विद सेपरेटली सम ऑफ दीज शैकल्स मे सीम अनबिलीवेबल इवन लाफेबल टू द रीडर टूडे द रिमार्केबल सोशल रिफॉर्म दैट हेज टेकन प्लेस इन द लास्ट वन हंड्रेड ईयर्स इज ड्यू टू द टायरलेस एफर्ट्स ऑफ सोशल रिफॉर्मर्स लाइक सावरकर now this is savarkar's view but let's not just stick at savarkar now it is time for me to share my kindle it's very important to share my kindle now now i'm going to read a bit because outside of savarkar the biggest uh, quote unquote hindutva organization in the social realm is the rashtriya swayamsevak sangh now this book is the hindutva paradigm by uh, written by none other than shri ram madhav ji again ram madhav ji had come on my podcast to discuss this very book and uh, this is a direct excerpt from the uh, ram madhav ji's book about someone i'm going to read this i've highlighted it also and this is not highlighted now this has been highlighted since the day i read the book the harshest critic this is uh, I, I, the kindle page is 199 now i don't know <laughs> what the actual page is but this is kindle page 199 the harshest critics of the caste system like savarkar and ambedkar find a place of utmost respect and reverence in the rss and allied institutions madhukar dattatre devras also known as balasaheb devras the third chief of the rss and the most influential one had opined that quote what exists now is not varna vyavastha but only avyavastha hence we should all put our heads together and think out how to guide it a system which has to die i repeat a system which has to die and is already dying a natural death along the correct path to its termination although some nuanced differences do exist among nationalist leaders and thinkers over the relevance of varna and caste systems there is total unanimity over the rejection of hierarchicalization of castes and social evils like untouchability i want to reread a portion again 
we should all put our heads together and think out how to guide it a system which has to die and is already dying a natural death along the correct path to its termination listen to what bala saheb devras a chief of rss had to say about the jati varna pratha the varna vyavastha he called it a avyavastha and he said it has to die nothing less than die वो सिर्फ चाहते थे कि जाति प्रथा को मर जाना चाहिए उनको कोई इंटरेस्ट नहीं था कि ये जो चीज आपको बड़ी प्यारी लगती है इसको बचाना है उनको कोई इंटरेस्ट नहीं था इन चीजों में ट्राई एंड अंडरस्टैंड एक और कोट पढ़ना चाहता हूं मैं इसी पुस्तक से दिस इज पेज 374 ऑफ द किंडल वर्जन चैप्टर इज ह्यूमन डिग्निटी एंड ह्यूमन राइट्स ऑलराइट नाउ गोना पुट इट अप ये भी पढ़ते हैं बाला साहेब देवरस द थर्ड सर संचालक ऑफ द आरएसएस डिलीवर्ड अ सीरीज ऑफ लेक्चर्स कॉल्ड द वसंत व्याख्यान माला एट पुणे इन महाराष्ट्र इन 1973 इन अ सिग्निफिकेंट स्टेटमेंट अबाउट द कास्ट सिस्टम ही सेड कोट whatever be the origin all of us consider untouchability as a terrible folly it must be thrown out lock stock and barrel he insisted his statement if untouchability is not a crime nothing in this world is a crime continues to inspire millions of social activists in india in their work for social harmony and cohesion listen this is nothing but the literal fountain head of sang and this view has not changed ladies and gentlemen because mohan bhagwat ji had also said recently in in his uh, comments that jati pratha has to die you can go and google it this was uh, very much in the news all over the news i mean if you guys um if you guys want to read it you can i mean this was the hindi version there is an english version also available if you guys want to check out the hindu uh, hindi version mohan bhagwat ki jati ki alochna this is the indian express arth ki talash mein shabd and it is there in english uh, a lot of a uh, lot of things were said by mohan bhagwat ji about the jati pratha itself and you guys should go and check his views out but yeah like i was saying mohan bhagwat ke views are very well known on this and if you want to check these things out uh you can but like i said these are the core principles of the hindutva movement remember the savarkar seven shackles bala saheb devras and his views on not just untouchability chua chut but on the varna vyavastha itself and then mohan bhagwat also clearly saying that all of this has to go now let us talk about the traits of the free riders what do these free riders claim these free riders come they claim oh rss is protestant reformist these people who reform hinduism has no problem all these are western constructs british constructs our society never had anything 
Really? Our society did not have anything? Are you guys sure? I mean, like I can read a few things if you guys want me to. Like, let me read from the section of grounds for litigation, verbal assault in the Manusmriti. For assailing a Brahmin, a Kshatriya ought to be fined 100, a Vaishya 150 or, or 200, but a Shudra ought to suffer corporal punishment. Then 268, a Brahmin should be fined 50 for abusing a Kshatriya, 25 for abusing a Vaishya, and 12 for abusing a Shudra. How convenient! Then let's go to 270. If a once-born man hurls grossly abusive words at the twice-born men, his tongue shall be cut off, for he originated from the lowest part. Then 271. If he invokes their names and casts with disdain a red-hot air, red-hot iron nail, ten fingers long, should be driven into his mouth. Then 272. If he arrogantly gives instruction on to the law, on the law to Brahmins, the king should pour hot oil into his mouth and ears. How nice, how civil. How civil. Really nice and civil. Bolto ye verses mistranslation. Hindi ka bhi anuad milega. Hindi me bhi yehi likha hai. Saat anuad pad lena. Aba bologe, mai to ye manta hi nahi. Manuswirti ko reject karta hon. Very good. You are Hindutva. That's exactly what the Hindutva project is. The Hindutva project says, maybe Smritis were written at a certain point of time. They are not eternal. They were time bound, context bound. Move on. But what do the Hindutva freeriders say? The Hindutva freeriders give apologia for this. The Hindutva freeriders actually believe in this secretly. Secretly. But Salon ki chalti nahi hai na. Chalti hoti te to baut kuch kar lete te. Mar chalti nahi hai. Hashtag sad life. If it was to the Hindutva freeriders, they would do everything that this text wants. They would. Which is why I'm saying RSS, Savarkar, Bankim, Chandranath Basu and many of these thinkers, Dhyanand Saraswati, Swami Vivekanand, many of these things. Gandhi is also considered Hindutva by certain far-left people, by the way. You may not agree with it, but they think all of these people were Hindutva. The point is, the Hindutva freerider is a bigot. The Hindutva freerider hates Muslims. The Hindutva freerider wants caste supremacy of a certain caste. The Hindutva freerider is a woman hitter, is a misogynist. The Hindutva freerider tries to couch his or her casteism. An anti-Muslim bigotry behind word salads. Word salads like, caste is a Portuguese word, sir. Achalo, caste means chhod do na. Bala Sahib Devras ne kya kaha? Varna vyavastha hai avyavastha. Jati varna should be annihilated. Caste chhod do na. Agar British word hai, Angrezi ka word hai, jati varna ki baat karo na. Isi le manusmriti padhi mene. Aur usko bolo ke, parashar mein bhi likha hai. Yadnival ki mein bhi likha hai. Dharmasutra mein bhi likha hai, jidhar se ye sare nikalte hai. Haan, Shruti mein nahi likha hai. That I accept. So if you are a Hindutva person, you will be like, I will go to the Shruti, reject the Shruti. Thumbs up. I am with your team. Shruti thumbs up. Shruti thumbs down. I am with your team. But what do the free riders say? 
There is nothing to apologize for the Manuspriti. Yes, go Google. There are articles like that on the internet. There is nothing to be apologetic about the Manuspriti. I just read bits of it. There is everything to be apologetic about for the Manuspriti. And uh, if it's like this, then it's come to a mood. So ladies, ladies, where All the great ladies of, of the Indias. तो ये बड़ा अच्छा ये था मनुस्मृति के कुछ और वर्सेस अभी वो लोग ये मनुस्मृति को क्यों रीड कर रहा है मनुस्मृति को प्रॉब्लम क्या है भाई तुम तुम तो रिजेक्ट कर चुके हो तो तुमको प्रॉब्लम क्या अगर मैं मनुस्मृति के थोड़े बिट्स एंड बॉब्स पढ़ता हूं आई थिंक इट वाज 5.57 से कुछ थे इट इज एन एक्सट्रीमली एनलाइटनिंग बिट ऑफ द मनुस्मृति एंड गिव मी सम टाइम एज आई एज आई लुक अप दोस वर्सेस बिकॉज़ इट इज सो एनलाइटनिंग आई मीन दैट टेक्स्ट it leaves you so enlightened at times ki mene wala yaar kamal ho gayi hai and if you want the entire manusmriti please join the membership program wahan pe asli asli sona milega aapko manusmriti ka and i am very balanced you can ask my members how balanced i am in my analysis of the manusmriti i actually praise many sections of the manusmriti very openly and i have no problems in uh, praising also magar kya kare abhi thoda sa humko ये जो प्रॉब्लम्स हैं क्या करें अभी आ मैन आई हैव टू सर्च दोज डैम थिंग्स जस्ट गिव मी अ मोमेंट बिकॉज आई डोंट रिमेंबर द एग्जैक्ट वर्ड्स नंबर्स फ्रॉम द टॉप ऑफ माय हेड एंड समटाइम्स व्हेन आई डोंट रिमेंबर द वर्सेस इट बिकम्स वेरी हार्ड फॉर मी बट देयर वर सम रियली इंटरेस्टिंग वर्सेस अबाउट वुमेन इन द मनुस्मृति एंड व्हाट दे आर सपोज्ड टू डू एंड व्हाट दे आर नॉट सपोज्ड टू डू एंड व्हाट इज द quote unquote duty of the janani it is so enlightening the manusmriti is so enlightening on these uh, on these subjects that uh, god damn i mean i'm like um, where do these people find such uh, capacity to say that you know i'm not apologetic about anything oh yeah so let's read this manusmriti i i don't remember which chapter it is it i think it is chapter 5 let me let me double e confirm uh i think it is chapter 5 yeah <laughs> chalo so this is chapter 5 i'm going to read from 147 uh <laughs> let's let's have fun this is this is so much fun 147 even in their own homes a female whether she is a child a young woman or an old lady should never carry out any task independently 148 now as a child she must remain under her father's control as a young woman under her husband's and when her husband is dead under her sons she must never seek to live independently shout out to all the women there from the manuspriti 149 she must never want to separate herself from her father husband or sons for by separating herself from them a woman brings disgrace on both families 150 she should always be cheerful clever at housework careful in keeping the utensils clean and frugal in her expenditures but bartan saaf karo aur kharcha mat karo aur to yahi tumhara kaam hai and 154 though he may be bereft of virtue given to lust and totally devoid of good qualities a good woman should always worship her husband like a god matlab ye wo wala shole ka scene ho gaya मतलब वो शोले में याद है ना कि हाँ वो ये करता है वो करता है जो भी है सर वो याद है वो मौसी के पास जाते हैं अमिताभ बच्चन वो वाला सीन लगता था मुझे कि कुछ भी हो जाए भाई तुमने तो लेडीज लोगों के लेडीज लोगों का तो एक ही काम है तुम लोगों ने तो एक ही चीज करनी है नाउ 
I just want to clarify. I'm not singling out Hinduism. Monotheists, don't think I like your religion. You suck way more than Hinduism. Before all the monotheists were like, oh, bada maja aagya, ji, bada aagya. Uh, Surah Nisa and many other quotes in the Bible, I have read them multiple times on the podcast. So you don't get to excite. मैं मेरे लोगों को क्रिटिसाइज कर रहा हूं इसका मतलब नहीं है कि मैं तुम्हारे से प्यार करता हूं तुम्हारे वाली तो हमसे भी खराब है और वो मैं और भी डबल पढूंगा मगर मैं अपने वालों को भी नहीं छोडूंगा मेरी चीज अलग है मैं सबको पेलता हूं मैं तुम्हारा जैसा हिपोक्रेट नहीं हूं लेफ्ट विंग वालों सबको पेलूंगा नाउ दीज आर माय क्लोजिंग रिमार्क्स आई डोंट केयर इफ यू आर अ हिंदुत्व फ्री राइडर फ्री राइड ऑल यू वांट हिंदुत्व इज नॉट गोइंग टू केयर फॉर यू यू कैन राइड दिस बस there are certain principles where there is going to be no compromise no bigotry no casteism no misogyny this is the hindutva you may not like it if you want to be part of it abide by the rules best of luck trying to change the entire movement that is built on hundreds of years and generations of hard work best of luck trying to do that based on some random tweets and memes best of luck and i as a free speech absolutist stand up for your right to say what you want to say but at the same time you should remember that it's not so easy to hijack a movement this movement was built on a lot of blood sweat and tears by people from different organizations who heard uh, who hold certain views like savarkar did with the seven shackles like bala saheb devras did and many others you're not going to change them you're not going to change their followers and then tell the founders of the movement that you did not know anything you guys are colonized but if this is what it means to be colonized then i better be colonized i better be colonized if it means better rights for women i better be colonized if it means no jati varna based uh, discrimination i better be colonized if it means that no bigotry against anyone on the basis of their religion so be extremely wary of those free riders That's all I wanted to say. I'm going to leave uh, leave uh, leave you guys by answering the questions now, and uh, then we will wrap up. Okay. Sri Ram Narayan, thank you for becoming a member. Welcome. Okay. Could the caste unity that is a result of Hindutva run the risk of remaining largely at a political level and not percolate downstream? I actually disagree because if you look at studies done in India now, uh, through multiple projects like social reform, uh, capitalism, even reservations in the case of SCST, there is no evidence to show that reservations for OBC have actually helped anyway. Uh, and i am opposed to obc reservations in the first place but scst reservations we've done podcasts on that with arvind gupta he's a phd in 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 england he's a very wise scholarly guy i would highly recommend all of you to go out and uh, check my podcast out which was called do reservations work we look at theoretical perspectives but the point is we are uh, you know the late, the last pew poll done on religion in india and i had gone through the entire poll and uh, those polls were very clear caste based bigotry in india is reducing at a social level and it's not just because of politics it's politics society and economics it's a mixture of all uh, all of those sanatan and hinduism what's the definition and difference i don't see a definitional difference hinduism is just a colloquialism that we use uh, uh, in today's uh, parlance and uh, i mean And, you know this is like wo jisko hum bolte hain na ki being overly nitpicky and um, 
it's fine we can be nitpicky if we want to but yeah if i'm amongst hindus i'll say sanatan dharma but if i'm in an american audience i mean what people are going to hang me for using the word hinduism now i mean it's 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 silly in my view hindutva is equal to hinduism's verbal and active expression that's a very good way of putting it one of the things it could be a verbal and active expression but it's not just that i think it's much more than that hinduism is the most successful darmenian family could be are you aware of uh, rss views on savarkar yeah rss did not agree with uh, everything savarkar said savarkar was also critical but they agree on many things try and understand there are many things that they agreed on you don't have to agree on everything you don't so there's someone who's left a question um, on fanmo your view on meritocratic varna system instead of genetic caste system and do you believe in collecting as much debt as possible as a charvak fan from nepal first of all uh, i don't believe in collecting as much debt as possible because uh, let me explain this in a much more nuanced way do you think i don't know what what darshan you follow first of all uh, i'm glad that people from nepal are uh, are watching the podcast uh, to all my nepalese uh, viewers uh, namaste wish you guys all the best and uh, secondly do advaitins follow everything according to the brahma sutra bhashya no many things they have added and subtracted so what's this unique burden on the charvakas that oh tuna to what time pe ye bola tha bas first of all there is no primary text of the charvak darshan everything is what the other side has said they stood for secondly even if i take it at face value why am i married to that there are some aspects i am not in some aspects i am so on the as much debt as possible i believe it's a stupid idea as far as meritocratic varna system instead of genetic caste system listen i had a very detailed discussion with um, my dear friend apna harsh madhusudan gupta and we have a very significant difference on uh, on a certain point of view here where i personally don't see any value at all in the system of jati varna itself i i actually believe jati varna by itself is a useless system that's my view maybe one day i will explain why it is a useless system um and uh, i just don't buy this whole meritocratic varna argument itself because there is no varna without jati i know a lot of people want to believe that literally there is no varna without jati it's a load of bollocks that people talk about it's a bunch of lies that people tell themselves i mean i ain't buying it and and this is uh, no diss on my dear friend harsh i he i consider him one of my closest allies and friends we meet almost every week but isme shayad mera aur harsh ka slight difference hai and even my dear friend anand anand also thinks like harsh anand is more on harsh's line i disagree with both anand and harsh on this and it's fine we're still friends i still respect them as individuals but i believe jati varna has no use whatsoever man it's a useless system in my view there's another fanmo question by malyaban hi kushal i have observed that hindutva has been undergoing fascistic tendencies post 2000 14 they bully anyone muslims and christians particularly you don't agree with them your take well uh i mean 
uh, what is your uh, evidence based on have you done a survey uh, based on anything or you're just relying on random anecdotes i mean i'm sorry i don't buy random anecdotes uh, the only thing i go by is survey data and as far as communal violence and everything else is concerned in india it's all going down it's not going up so i'm sorry i don't buy your argument at all uh, painting a random incident as uh, some large scale reality is bad scholarship that's all it is i i believe india is safer than ever before communal violence in india is lower than ever before and this is uh, uh coming from a person who's very much aware of what just happened recently with that police station being set on fire i know that police station was set on fire it doesn't mean the whole country is burning and there are fascistic tendencies no there aren't in fact the the fascistic and violent tendencies even in the muslims and christians is reducing in india because overall communal violence is reducing in india so i just don't buy it just just don't buy this argument at all communal violence in india year after year has reduced now you can go on lying to yourself it doesn't change the reality like you can say gravity doesn't exist but it will exist Hi Arshit, kya hal hai? I'll see you in the summer if I come to New York. Were there no reformers during Smriti times? Uh, could the entire group be okay with such ideas? Is there a prani pramana of any reformist movements? Then, listen. First of all, these Smritis were not pan-India. The the different kingdoms had their own rules, but it doesn't mean that no kingdom had these rules. and it also doesn't mean that they used to follow it to the t because even in the manusmriti the corporal punishment bit is not the first option in the manusmriti is very clear first you have to explain it to people and it's like option option 4 or 5 is the corporal punishment like small mercies manusmriti thank you very much but was reform see parallel to the smriti era i don't know if we can find evidence of the reform movement because simply reform has to come where first of all there is a pre smriti shruti era where this problem was not at the level of what the smriti showed to be at textual level i'm talking about textual analysis not societal analysis the shrutis are just you can't compare the shruti and smriti like shrutis are a world by itself and the smritis are a world by itself i don't know how these people got along with each other but apparently they have because both of them say completely different things and i am going by the shruti not the smriti having said that for the smriti to become a thing in the society also will take a lot of time so they can't be parallel if you ask me which is why bhakti movement comes as a response when is cheez ki maybe ati ho gayi hogi society mein oh thank you kushal oh thank you rasika for the support if hindutva is the shield that protects hinduism then what are the ways of further strengthening the shield it is just about standing up to pseudo seculars no now if hindutva is the shield that protect but first of all this is a brilliant question by shri ram narayan i mean it's a very impressive question i have to say um brilliant question i appreciate this question um but it's not enough to just criticize the other side you have to come up listen you know a lot of people these comics keep talking about punching up punching up punching up uh now i understand this whole business about punching up in comedy 
although i don't agree with it i believe you should be in a position uh, to criticize anything the criteria in comedy primarily should be funny and nothing else but if if we were to look at punching up as the criteria live stream i am going to look at the stream for your views also i want your input on this because it's a very important question don't you think in today's society punching up primarily means criticizing islamism because agar kiya to sartan se juda what do you guys think primarily number 1 i just just share your initial thoughts yes or no don't you think punching up would be criticizing islamism currently in india i want to know what you guys have to say i think that's definitely punching up this trauma that has been sold to us that if you criticize islam that is punching down because they are a minority ah uh-uh. ah look at what has happened to nupur sharma in bjp look at what happened to uh, that uh, uh, many others so one of the criteria of punching up has to be criticizing islamism that's one now i'm not done you thought it's only islamism ah uh-uh. ah the other punching up is criticizing the hindutva free riders especially the popular ones especially these large youtubers where they peddle all sorts of garbage anti muslim bigotry denialism of the uh, horrific record of hinduism in the past like casteism criticizing islamists and hindutva free riders simultaneously is punching up in today's world that is punching up these two evil ideologies islamism and casteism which is done by hindutva free riders both these qualify as punching up i am going to punch both of them intellectually not physically that's my definition of punching up in indian society today if you only criticize islamism and are silent on the casteists you are complicit and if you only criticize casteists and never speak out against islamism you are complicit you have to criticize both simultaneously if you believe in punching up so for hindutva to protect hinduism for hindutva to protect hinduism it has to be just not merely criticizing the left because i think the left which is why i did that podcast with my friend abhijit ayer mitra i think the left is pretty much dead in india it is dead intellectually they don't have any new ideas they say the same rotten rubbish anyway and what is the left going to offer in india um caste based discrimination hindutva opposes it women's rights hindutva supports it anti muslim bigotry hindutva opposes it hindutva has taken every single reformist part that the so called left of india claimed the left is dead criticizing the left is the easiest thing to do in india today if you're punching the left you're actually punching down now you want to punch up criticize islamism and hindu casteism 
and I'm not saying casteism is exclusive to Hinduism. Criticize Ashrafism. Yes, criticize Jatism in Punjab. Jatta da eh, Jatti da o. Oh. That is also casteism. Criticize the Christians who were converted from the upper caste who don't allow the Dalit Christians to enter their churches. That's punching up. The concept of caste that permeates every single community in India. That's punching up. Being anti-caste is punching up. Criticizing Marxists? Who is the idea? time karke? कि नहीं करो जिसको करना है करो मगर फिर तुम पंचिंग डाउन कर रहे हो हम नहीं कर रहे हैं हम पंच अप कर रहे हैं क्वेश्चनिंग द टेनेट्स ऑफ इस्लामिज्म इस पंचिंग अप आई विल डू इट दैट्स द पॉइंट एंड ऑल दीज हिंदुत्व फ्री राइडर्स हु नो हाउ टू गार्नर क्लिक्स by riling up emotions, whether it's hating all Muslims, hating all Christians, and, and on some random days, hating all Sikh, Sikh people. And then, or kuch mila, to sare SCST community ko gali de do. These are the people that are the problem. How do you get rid of caste-based ethnicities? I mean, first of all, you should stop having any... Um, uh, obsession with it. I don't know why people are obsessed with the caste identity. I have never understood this. I I I find this this entire love for the caste identity kind of silly. Honestly, data in the beautiful tree by Dharampal repudiates Manu. Actually, it does not. It just shows that in India, some people had access to schooling. But uh, by the way, before you say, uh, where is it? Uh, I've read all five volumes of Dharampal, not just the beautiful three. It is somewhere over here in my library. I could have shown it before because I know people have a tendency to assume that I've not read it. Actually, it doesn't repudiate, uh, repudiate anything. It just says that, yes, people had access to education. It doesn't say what education, what kind of education, what were they learning? Doesn't go into the details of that. I've read the beautiful three by Dharampalji. Kushal, in the end, in the process of ending the Jatiwarna system, what can we do to make sure it doesn't turn into Brahmin hatred like the white hatred in the West? A very good question because periyarism is also casteism. I mean, I did a detailed thread on periyarites and. Uh, I, if you guys want, do you guys want me to pull it up and uh, show it to you? The great, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> okay, chalo. Dekha deta hu aap logon ko. In mahan hastiyon ke vichar. Periyarism is also casteism. By the way, hating people for just being Brahmin also is casteism. So aap logon ko prastut kiya hai. Periyarism. Dekhiye. Thik hai ji? This is a direct quote of Periyar in a meeting on August 31, 1959. Meri source kya hai? Thewire.in. Hi, hi, mere left wing ke dosto. Abhi wire ko to tum jhuta nahi bol sakte na? Suno. 
Who do you hate? The Brahmin or Brahminism? What is Brahminism? For questions such as these, my reply is Brahminism came from Brahmins and hence it is Brahmins who should be annihilated. It is like asking whether you hate thievery or the thief. It is because one is the thief. One indulges in thievery. When someone says he hates thievery, it means he hates the thief too, doesn't it? Thus, my stand is Brahminism grew out of Brahmins and I am thriving to annihilate the root. Yes. This is not just casteism. This is inciting violence against an entire community. And that's what Periyar did here. The direct quote is there in the source of the tweet itself. Periyar's uh, thing in the wire. Let's go further. He also hated democracy, by the way. One more quote from the same essay, his words, India should never go anywhere near democratic principles. The reason is 90% of our population are fools and 97% of them are persons of low birth. How will, they, will their rule set, uh, rule set right our country? This is Periyar's writings compiled by Pasu Govathaman, volume 4, 2017, page 432. Ay, 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 ay. Such a beautiful thought. On March 4, 1969, he says the Brahmin priests act as simps for their wives in a few religious places. In another piece written on June 21st, 1956, he makes his startling assertion. Had the British continued for another 10 years, more than half of the Brahmin women had been ours and Tamils would have been their husbands and the dominating caste would have been destroyed by more than half. Only after Brahmin women had starting uh, had started chasing our boys did the Brahmin men become very angry with the British. Another, this is also written in the wire. All the links are there. Another direct quote. Periyar did not uh, just have a problem with Brahmins in Tamil Nadu. He apparently hated North Indians and Malayalis also. Quote. In Periyar's view, all North Indians were pot-bellied exploiters for a time. The umbrella must have been must have given shelter to the other three unfortunate Dravidian clans. But when the reorganization of the states happened, they must have unceremoniously been kicked out. His Dravida Nadu later became Tamil Nadu when the people of the other three states were reluctant to join the Dravida Nadu and Periyar was not the man to excuse such disrespect. He kept scolding them. He even chose Malayalis for special abuse because of their social practice of Sambandam. Even in his very last speech, he averred that every Malayali was of doubtful parentage. Again, my source is the wire. Hey, Shabash. Look at the scientific temper of Periyar and his so-called atheism to all the atheists who follow me. Hi, 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 hi. Bada maja aata hai. Aisi sab cheeze padke. Periyar's atheism was crude and obnoxious. Again, this is the wire, huh? His so-called research on the Ramayana dwelled on such grave issues as whether Sita slept with his uh, Valmiki. Yes, this is what Periyar was looking into. His rationalism was hollow and lacked any useful content. Though his love for science was childlike, he did not have the intellectual rigor to understand what the scientific enterprise was all about. 
he once said that the white people who lived in the temperate regions were less brainy than the ones who lived in Tamil Nadu. The reason? Their flowers were less flagrant than the flowers of Tamil Nadu. Their snakes don't have venom, but the Tamil snakes do. Yes, scientific temper, sir. Scientific temper. So much for the rationality movement of India, sir. So much for rationality. Itni sari rationality. Ghod ghod ke pee gaye. Ghod ghod ke pee gaye hum. Aur baaki bhi unki Dravidian movement ki baut sare hai usme. Ja ke dekh lena mera ye thread. Ay hai hai hai. Maja aagaya mere ko ye padh ke. Ye bhi casteism hai. Ye bhi hai. And criticizing periarism is also punching up. Because they are the dominant identity in Tamil Nadu. So when I as an Indian criticize this ideology, I am punching up. I am not punching down. Do you think the, uh, the left in West will die soon like in India as you mentioned? I am not well versed enough with the West to give a very uh, definitive answer. So my answer would be I hope they do. I think the pushback against wokeism is very high, very good, uh, and and I'm very hopeful with uh, what I see. But I don't think so. The left will completely die there because uh, the American right does not do certain things that the Indian Hindutva movement does. The Indian Hindutva movement has imbibed many of the positive things that the left has to offer, unlike American conservatism. They don't. Isn't the concept of punching up and punching down itself Marxist? Marxists may not have political power, but they have deeply affected us. I 100% agree with you, but I was using their language to show them how they are wrong. Even if we go by their punching up analogy, I believe there is no such thing as punching. Magar, what has more disproportionate impact on society? If that is the criteria, Islamism and casteism of all kinds has way more disproportionate impact on our society. I don't care about what the West thinks. In India, Islamism is a menace. So to say that is punching down, they can go screw themselves. I love the idea of annihilation of caste, but people do take pride in their caste-based traditions. And how do we avoid exceptionalism and making sure anyone carry their traditions without related to caste? Listen, if you are proud about your caste identity, so be it. My whole thing is the Hindutva project says be a good citizen, Indian first, then be Dharmic, second, Hindu, whatever word you want to use. After that, if you have some pride in your caste identity, honestly, I have nothing. So, I don't care. But, all I'm saying is my whole thing is that Traditions don't die just like that. Just why should a tradition be only related to one caste? Like, why is it so necessary that a jati only should practice a tradition? Let let me put it this way. Was the Ganpati festival practiced pan-India? Wasn't it a thing of just one group, which was Maharashtra? Not one jati per se, but one group. And eventually today, all groups have adopted it. Even if you look at the historical analysis of the Rigveda, it starts off as a book of one tribe, the Puru Bharatas, and then it's adopted by everybody in India. So why can't many such uh, traditions remain with one group and 
if they are so popular become a whole thing why does one's jati have what does one's jati got to do with anything you can delineate the tradition with the jati and still continue the tradition in fact it becomes that geography's tradition then that village and everybody who stays in that village irrespective of the jati could do that right i don't get what's the big deal beautiful three praise 26 28 34 names books and subjects i know but it's still not detailed enough go check it's not detailed enough for you to say that this disproves the manusmriti itself is ridiculous because a huge swath of indian society was not educated and they were not getting access to many things if you think the right to education was not why did the right to education and many such uh, things come in our society all you need to do is travel 150 kilometers out of your little cocoon and you'll get the answer actively today i have met hardcore researchers and these are not marxists these are researchers who are researching for the current government these are as hindutva as it gets and they tell me sir aaj bhi hum gaon mein jate hain certain castes are forced to stay in the outer periphery they are not given access to many things in the caste if it was not for the movement of hindutva and for reservations and many other movements like mayawati's movement and many other movements these people would not have had their rights so stop lying to yourself the sooner you stop lying to yourself and accept that even your ancestors could do bad things and even they could suck as human beings the better off you will be bhai nadar nayar konar thevar bhi caste hain they hold people together are you saying they should be annihilated too are you saying that this is the only way people can be held together my question to you i don't care if the khatri identity dies tomorrow i'm saying this i don't care don't care kya hai khatri identity kya karna hai maine khatri identity ka pohe banau uske kuch bhi nahi kar sakta where have you written spoken about books on the history of caste i am new to this space well you can just look at my monologues and you'll find all the information there there's a playlist of monologues okay rajeshwari ghosh uh, but kushal don't you think these loud mouth free riders are becoming the voice of the hindutva movement i don't have data just observation from x first of all x itself is um, uh not a representative sample rajeshwari so i don't know why you would be worried about uh, that um, they're trying to show see what happens is you know rss would give a very responsible statement and then they would be like dekha sarsang chalak to ye bolta hai dekha sarsang chalak ko kya malum hum thekedar hain hinduism ke they're trying to but always remember to be a rss pracharak takes a lot of sacrifice to be a full time rss worker means basically you have no life other than serving other people to be a rss person means you could be from southern india and you end up living in the northeast and you have to imbibe by every single northeastern tradition you give up yourself completely you think any of these free riders can do that you think any of them can spend 5 minutes with another person outside their little cozy cocoon that they have and if these people and their private lives start getting exposed and the things start coming out of the closet 
ओ बॉय बात निकलेगी तो बहुत दूर तलक जाएगी द लेस आई से बेटर एंड ट्विटर इज नॉट लाइक अ सर्वे ट्राई एंड अंडरस्टैंड वेन यू डू अ सर्वे ऑल कास्ट ऑल सेट्स आर टेकन ऑल एज ग्रुप्स आर टेकन इन अ वेरी साइंटिफिक वे लेट्स एटीन टू ट्वेंटी फाइव ट्वेंटी फाइव टू फोर्टी फाइव फोर्टी फाइव टू सिक्सटी डिफरेंट कास्ट डिफरेंट रिलीजन डिफरेंट जेंडर्स देर ऑल टेकन एंड अ रिप्रेजेंटेटिव सैंपल इज डन ट्विटर इज नॉट दैट ट्विटर में आज भी आपको बॉट्स बहुत होते हैं सो यू कैन रिग अ ट्रेंड यू नो हाउ इजी इट इज टू रिग अ ट्रेंड ऑन ट्विटर आई नो बिकॉज एवरी पोलिटिकल पार्टी डज ऐसी उनकी आई टी सेल नहीं होती है सो आपको आधे से ज्यादा लोग तो बम्बार्ड कर रहे हैं उन चीजों से आपको तो मालूम नहीं है कि वो रियल है कि एक बॉट है तो आप उसको रिप्रेजेंटेटिव सैंपल कैसे लोगे उसमें इतना एरर है इट्स नॉट अ रिप्रेजेंटेटिव सैंपल सेकेंड आप यूट्यूब के कमेंट्स में जाओगे डू यू नो नाइनटी टू परसेंट ऑफ यूट्यूब वेन इट कम्स टू पॉलिटिक्स इज मैन इज दैट अ रिप्रेजेंटेटिव सैंपल ऑफ इंडिया चेक करो ये सब चीजें चेक करने वाली होती है इट बेसिकली क्या होता है कि आपको लगता है ये बट दैट्स अ वेरी स्मॉल सबसेट ऑफ रियलिटी और आपको कैसे मालूम वो इंडियन है वो कोई पाकिस्तानी नहीं है वो भी तो है if you can please read the white paper that the government has released just now it will show you the absolute rot that the congress had done like i'll give you a small example right shamika had shared this uh, um this particular chart if you guys just follow shamika ravi on twitter she shares a lot of data too so this one so basically proportion of people spending time on religious activities across main religions and genders this is all four religions and you'll see in general females tend to spend more time than men on religious activities and it's only in islam that uh, uh, the male female gap is very little but look at christianity way more women than men look at hinduism way more women than men look at sikhism way more women than men look at islam men are equally robustly religious so i'm just just sharing this one as an example like there are many such reports and data points that come out in india constantly all the time all the time and this this photo also you know people talk about what is hindutva what is hindutva this photo is hindutva this was a kar sevak during the ram janmabhoomi what caste are oh, you all from all caste basically hindi mein kehte hain koi jaat nahi sirf hindu this is what they had said at that time koi jaat nahi sirf hindu this is hindutva which is why i find this entire trope that these hindutva free riders are trying to you know claim 
that we are the uh, spokespersons of hindutva you're not you clearly don't stand for the principles of hindutva and it's fine you can stand up for whatever little third rated casteist belief you have on minorities you asked a question right access to electricity right i'll show you another data point look at the access to electricity data now in india this is india 86% look at muslim and hindu do you see any difference sir all castes obviously because the general category had access to electricity way more than the others but the others are also reaching there you see this is how you get data the government is your only source you have to look at government data sir these i'm not making these things up these are actual data points there are reports everything is available on the internet you can't go on twitter and think the, the world is gone and the world is lost or hi hi mai lut gaya mai barbad ho gaya hai uh, mai ki kara hun ki kara hun ki kara kind of a sad song you know a lot of people talk about uh, the dravidian movement just look at the intercaste marriage rate ha huh? dravidian movement my foot look at the intercaste marriage rate of tamil nadu 2.6% सो कॉल्ड कास्टिस्ट यूपी उनकी देख लो 8.6 राजस्थान में कितना लो है इंटरकास्ट मैरिज देखो जम्मू एंड कश्मीर में देखो कितना लो है ये है आपका इंटरकास्ट एनएफएचएस 3 2011-12 डेटा सोर्स है नेशनल एवरेज है आई एम जस्ट शेयरिंग एज मच इंफॉर्मेशन एज आई कैन विद यू गाइस now you can say sharing information is a western construct having surveys is a western construct and our ancestors did not believe in any of this and i have no answer to your stupidity other than calling you stupid but it doesn't mean it changes reality sir reality remains the same this is the chart on communal violence in india again on minorities because i'm answering the minorities question still this is your chart on minorities total registered cases under riots 1972 to 2020 this is the uh, the crime look at how it's nose dived abhi 22 23 ka data abhi tak isme collate nahi hua hai magar ye aapka data hai notice karo kiski government ke andar riots badhte hain aur kiski government ke andar riots ghatte hain india mein notice karo nda se hum upa mein gaye toying karke upar aa gaye kiski dukaan chalti hai bhai communal riots karke apne aap ko ye prashn puchho kiski dukaan chalti hai so called islamists start to play victim card the moment we call them out now i become the villain don't know how to handle this don't care about people who call you a bigot if you are making fact based arguments um you should not care about what the world says i don't care what the world calls me i know i am true i know i speak facts i share data i share reports i share references i don't care how people feel you should stop caring about what people think please name a few hindutva free rider intellectuals i don't need to name anyone i don't need to name anyone who cares who seriously who cares my point is to explain the concept 
I trust the intelligence of my listener and my viewer. They are smart enough to decipher who's free riding, who is deviating from the principles of opposing bigotry and uh, and discrimination. Who is who wants women to remain subordinate? And that's it. That's all you need to do. What should we do about people like Dhruv Rati who says Ramayan is fake and then make a video on YouTube on Ramayan? By the way, I'm from UP. No riot here from 17. I don't watch him. I have better things to do in life. Um, and uh, I'd rather read a book than watch Dhruv Rati. And I don't know if he said it or not. So how can I react to it? So I don't know. So or mujhe lena dena kya hai? Ki Dhruv Rati kya bolta hai aur kya sochta hai usse? He's the least of my problems. Dhruv Rati is literally the least of my problems. So I, I'm sorry I could not take any other questions from the live stream because ye aapke super chats or fan more questions answer karte karte hi pura samay nikal gaya so i'm really sorry main koi live stream ke koi prashna nahi ke uttar nahi de paya but uh, once again remember these words hindutva free riders understand what a hindutva free rider is and if you can always be wary of these people because these guys will never and I remember, and I say this with full responsibility. These guys will never give you what Hindutva stands for. These guys are just riding the wave. So I will leave you guys once again with the definition. A person who has nothing to do with the core principles of Hindutva. This person is just a run-of-the-mill bigot who sees Hindutva as the sine qua non of Indian political discourse and jumps ship and free rides on it. But deep down inside, this person disagrees with the core principles of Hindutva, which demand the dilution of caste and creed-based ethnicities and a standard Indian identity. So this person tries to ride the Hindutva wave and then adds the poison pill of bigotry towards different sects in India. So don't fall for Hindutva free riders. Stay true to basic decency and true first principles. You can read books. Soul and Sword, Hindol Sen Gupta, uh, the book of Savarkar on Hindutva, Hindutva Paradigm by Ram Madhav, the book Hindutva, its history and its core principles. I forgot the exact name. Wait, let me uh, get the exact name for all of you. Uh, Arvindan Neelakantan. I think his uh, book on Hindutva is also a must read. Arvindan's book. Uh, is very good on Hindutva also. Its name is Hindutva Origin, Evolution and Future. Aravindan Neelakandan. So I've given you these books. Go read them. Try and understand the principles of Hindutva. You will clearly see that Hindutva stands for a certain thing. If you don't agree with it, it's fine. You can still vote for the BJP and remain uh, what you are. But you're not Hindutva. And don't try to nature, change the nature of Hindutva. Or you can try, 
but you're going to fail. You're a free rider at best. We don't mind you as long as you're failing and still voting. But Hindutva remains what it is. An anti-caste movement, an anti-bigotry movement, and a progressive reformist movement of India and the only form of Hindu modernity that truly exists. I thank you all for tuning in today. If you can, please like this video, subscribe to the Charvak Podcast YouTube channel. Please leave all your abuses and comments in the comment section. If you're an audio listener, leave uh, a rating in your preferred audio platform. If you want to support this podcast, join the membership program either on YouTube or Fanmo or Patreon. If you want to buy the Charvak Podcast merchandise, go to kushalmehra.com slash shop. You can also send your donations to UPI. I'll see you guys next time. Until then, Jai Shri Ram. Namaste. Take care.